0: Lewis, and this is what I live for. Good morning. Never introduced myself before. That was weird. <laughs> um, in sharing what, uh, what I live for, uh, there's, there's a couple of things that, that, that I've really thought a lot about. One is that I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Uh, for one thing, it's forced me—it's really forced me to to think about all that God has done in my life over the last 52 years. I had to ask my wife last night, "How old am I?" As I'm writing this down. I couldn't. Uh, that has really brought me to this point in my life, and, and I'm really filled with a lot of a lot of gratitude when I think about the experiences that God has given me and. And how he has dealt with me personally and the people that he has brought into my life. That, that's one thing. The second thing is, is a, it's really a humbling thing and, and to be asked to, to talk about what I live for. And it's a, it feels a little bit disingenuous, uh, like, like I'm talking about myself. Well, I am talking about myself. But the, the truth is, I have struggled over the years to remain true. To living for what I am going to claim to you that I live for. Uh, So I think I would retitle this what I have struggled to live for. Um, When I share what I live for, it's as much what I would like to live for as as it is what I what I actually live for. Um, my, My desire in sharing this is really to to lift up God and. What he has done in my life and and to hopefully encourage you that it really is worth living for for his purposes. In a word, what I live for. Is God's purposes or what I refer to and others are referred to as kingdom things. Uh, That is what is really most important to God. Um, before I talk about, though, all of what that means, all of what that entails, I want to share with you how God grew me to that point. A little bit of history or my story. Uh, over the years, it's really involved three things. And I'll highlight those in different ways. One is just a, a real sense of calling and commitment to live for God's purposes. The second thing is God has used a lot of different things in my life to shape and refine uh, that calling and commitment. Uh, he's used his word. He has used godly people in my life and he's used uh, significant experiences and difficulties. And the third thing is just a, an understanding of the gifts that God has has given me and and how he wants me to use those for his purposes rather than for for my own uh, benefit specifically gifts of of teaching and counseling. I, I was raised in the church. I really didn't have a choice because my dad was the pastor. Uh, and I was raised at a time when when church was really seen and understood as as an extended family, I committed my life to Christ when I was seven through just the influences of my of my family and the church and just hearing about uh who Jesus is and and my need for him, um reading stories in Sunday school and hearing stories about about who God is and, and who Christ is. And those those were very significant influences in my life early on. Um, in fact, the the church was so much an extended family. My dad from the pulpit gave permission to every adult to discipline me and discipline his five kids at any time. And and they they, they took him up on that a few times. Uh, but so for, for us being involved in congregation was really an extension of, of the family. I, I I very much appreciated that. God in those early years taught me several things. Taught me to respect authority Taught me to, to really understand, particularly through the Bible stories, just how, how great God is. Very early on in my life, uh, the God and the biblical heroes in the, in the Bible were really my, my heroes. I, I, just, I remember just being awed by uh, people like Samson and Moses. And and the disciples said that that was just part of my early, early education and really taught me to love the community of faith. About around 15 years old, though, uh, I forgot all that and uh, rebelled against God, uh, rebelled for about two years during that rebellion. And I was pretty much doing my own thing, had a lot of anger uh, toward Toward some things and um, but it was during that time at a very significant moment, God spoke to me and told me that He was going to spank me uh, out of his love. I, I just knew I knew I belonged to the Lord, and He was not going to let me go too far and get away with that. and He did spank me um, in the form of a head on collision with a van. Um, on Beach Boulevard in, uh, in Huntington Beach. Um, and that, that put me in the hospital for, for a week. I was 17 years old at that time. It's between my just before my senior year in high school. Uh, during that time, I, I thought for the first time in my life, what am I going to live for? What 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 in the world is my life really about? Now, God spared me. I only had a concussion. Uh the cop who I first saw at the hospital told me that that uh I should be dead. Then I rolled over and threw up on his boot, which he appreciated. And then I blacked out and woke up in another hospital. But for, for a week I I uh I, I just thought about that. And had conversations with God. and Sorry. This is probably going to happen a lot through this. But God really got my attention. And that was the first time that I really said, God, you have my life. It's you that I'm going to live for. Thanks, Randy. You're a great teacher. (laughs) Um, uh, Since that time, one of the things I began to do during that time is I really got excited about growing in in the Lord. I I couldn't get enough of studying Scripture, began to to get all kinds of Bible study aids. One of the things that I I demanded from my parents, demanded, requested for Christmas was a, a study Bible so I could really begin to get into that. And I began to listening listening to people who I knew could help me grow. And there's basically four things that really helped encourage me to grow and have over that time. One is Bible study and daily quiet times. Just getting into God's Word on a daily basis. I can remember sitting on my couch shortly after I made that, that serious commitment to the Lord. Sitting on my couch. At about five o'clock in the morning and sitting there and meditating on the verse, be still and know that I am God. And that, that became, um, pretty much how I start every quiet time from then on. Just, uh, it's, it's a time for me when, uh, God it checks my heart and I check my heart before God uh, am am I really living for the things that you want me to to live for uh, scripture memory is another thing that really helped me in decision making over the years and particularly in fighting sin in the moment another thing is being being part of a community and an active member of community of faith and learning to exercise my gifts within that and, and seeing people really live scripture out, particularly as they love each other. And then a fourth thing is encouragement from mentors and other significant people in my life that really cared about my, my relationship to the Lord. Uh, there's five people in particular that I would like to mention. Some of these don't mean anything to you. They they mean something to me. And and I'm really honored to be able to to mention them, who were really key early on and then since that time in helping me to continue to to hang in there walking with God and living for his purpose. One is my brother Sam, about two and a half years older than I am. And Sam helped me to know what it means to have A real personal daily relationship with with God, and he also and he encouraged me in my daily quiet times. He was also a model to me of someone who is devoted to helping others come to Christ, and really God has gifted him in evangelism. And he just, no matter what he does, he just lives and breathes people coming to the Lord when I first made that, that commitment to him, Sam was one of the first persons I went to. And he began to, to help me understand. If it, and, well, the best thing is he led my wife to the Lord in high school, which I'm forever grateful. Uh, then, then my wife, Tina, has been a tremendous encouragement to me. Uh, she spent that week by my side in the hospital, and she began to, uh, to really encourage me in my walk with God. Uh, one of the things that's true about all of these that I'm, that I'm talking about, I'm not sure how to describe it other than this. They really believed in me. Uh, my brother Sam, you know I didn't think I was going to do this. <laughs> really believed in me. Uh, Tina really believed in me and encouraged me. Um, and has been a partner in, in ministry. And God has really used her a lot to shape my character. Uh, and then a third person is Dr. Jim Frost. Jim Frost was a professor of mine, professor of discipleship in college, and a very dear friend and mentor for 31 years now. He taught me several things. One, he taught me the importance of being disciplined in our, my walk with the Lord. He also taught me the importance of being part of a small group of of believers that encourage each other in their walk with God. And small groups have been a significant part of my life ever since. And he also made me aware of the importance of character, especially integrity. Um, Just that God cares about what is on the inside of me and what's really in my heart and the way that I live my life. More than what I know. And then um, another one is Harold Bullock. Harold Bullock was my pastor for 10 years and a very dear friend and mentor for almost 30 years now. He showed me what, our, what real Christian community is. Um, my wife and I, when we first went to that church, and, uh, his church in Fort Worth, Texas, Hope Church, we're really hurting in a lot of different ways in our relationship and also in relationships with others and, and just questioning the whole idea of whether or not walking with God is worth it. And when we went there, we, we were overwhelmed with love and people who really took God seriously, took Him at His word. And Harold was one of those. Harold has, has shown me in very specific ways over the years by his example, um, what real faith is. The biggest example, but he actually showed me all kinds of other little ways. The biggest example is when his daughter Natalie died. And that was a key time in my life where I was at a crossroads, where I, I really needed to see real faith in action. And I saw how he handled that. Uh, it was difficult for him emotionally, but he decided he was not going to walk away from God during that time. He and his wife Deborah both. And that was a tremendous encouragement to me at a key time. Then, his, through his work on biblical wisdom, he's given me an understanding of how the Bible really applies to everyday life, and I'm very grateful for that. And then, I've got to not think about this. When I look at these, uh, uh, Randy has been a tremendous friend to me, um, an encourager, and his, his his example of faith on a daily basis has been an encouragement to me, and and his leadership. Uh, so God has really put uh, people in my life. Who, who have helped me in tremendous ways the other thing is is experiences several experiences have contributed to to my spiritual growth one is difficult circumstances um, uh, for years we struggled financially uh, poor graduate students and in addition to other things and Uh, Just learning how to walk with God in faith and seeing him provide as we live for a moment to moment, check to check, sometimes not even check to check, just wondering where in the world things were going to come from and seeing God provide over and over again. Another one is infertility. Just learning that we we would not be able to have more kids and wanting so much to have more kids and God just helping us. Uh, let go of that and give that up to Him and be grateful, uh, for, for our daughter. Um, and then just making marriage work, especially through the difficult years, uh, the first five years of our marriage. God, God has used all that to, to constantly, um, ask myself what is most important in life and can God really be trusted? He is not going to rip me off if I just live life his way. Um, all these have given me an opportunity to look at, at scripture and have shaped my perspective. Other things, there are other experiences like mission trips that I have taken and um, uh, things that I have led and then just teaching over the years has really stretched me. Uh, these things, those things, Sorry. Those things have really made a difference in every area of my life. Just how God has used those people and those experiences to help me understand how life really works from his perspective. That life, basically, that life, all of my life is a stewardship. My my relationship to my wife and family and to, to other believers and to non-believers is a stewardship that I answer to God, God has given these to me as a gift to use for his purposes. And as I do that, my life makes a whole lot more sense and I experience blessing. Um, But just in 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 attitudes and finances and relating to people over time. Um, Go ahead and scroll. Thanks. Some of the things that God is dealing with me right now uh, that help me to think about all, all of where he has brought me to. There's there's two things that I struggle with right now that make me both appreciative of where, where God has brought me and things that he has taught me. But also... Um, Forcing me to go back to those basic things of His Word, and um, other people and experiences that He has used. One is, I mean, I'm just at that point in my life. I'm at that age where I don't struggle as much as I used to uh, financially and other ways. I, I'm, I'm basically pretty comfortable. In fact, too comfortable. Uh, I, I'm so comfortable that I fool myself often into thinking that I don't need God anymore, which is a really dangerous place to be. Sometimes I miss those times when we were in that this really small house with a cracked foundation, so half the house leaned. We had to prop the table up with two-inch shimmies, and we had to hold the pan on the stove like this, where things would, would roll off. Um, and we had no idea how we were going to pay the $125 a month rent. Uh, but you know what? Those, those are, those are the times that we really, really, um, dropped to our knees and trusted God. Those were great times. And I miss those sometimes. Um, I don't pray for the difficulty. (laughs) I don't want to go back to that. But, you know, there is a temptation to just relax because the pressure is off. Um, That's one. Another thing is just an overall sense that I have that there is very little time left to accomplish the things that are really important to God. Um, So what do I live for? There are four passages of Scripture that um, really help to describe what it is that that I want to live for and that God has used over time to help refine that in my life. First of all, just a statement. My passion is this. What really thrills me more than anything is seeing Christ get a hold of a person's life and change them. And begin to rearrange their priorities. And to give them a hope and a purpose for living. And to see God put their broken relationships back together. And to see God begin to bless them. And what thrills me more than seeing that is when God uses me, even in the smallest way, to be part of that. So, there's a lot of scriptures I could share that have impacted my thinking and that passion. Four passages in particular capture that. One is Galatians 2.20. This is a verse that I memorized very early on in my walk with God. I am crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. But I The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I memorized it this way. I am Crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. What what that, what that means to me, well, the truth is, I belong to Christ, not to myself. My life is not mine. It is Christ. And that is who I am. That is my primary identity. I am a husband. But I am a disciple of Christ first. And that determines the kind of husband I am. I'm a professor. But that's a job. First and foremost, I am a disciple of Christ. And I represent Him wherever I am and whatever I do. The second second verse is Colossians 3.23 through 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I belong to God, that's my identity. I've been I'm crucified with Christ. I don't belong to myself. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I work. For God because I belong to him everything I do no matter what it is is to be done wholeheartedly because I'm really working for him and he is the one who will give me the inheritance wrapped up in that is the idea of eternity. So really what I live for and what I want to live for and what I hope I live for is eternal purposes, things that aren't going to burn up, but things are going to last for eternity. And whatever I do, whatever I'm involved in, I, I am to give myself to that with all that I have and all that I am, because God is the one that I am pleasing in that, and I am to do those things in a way that pleases him. He is the one that is going to um, to examine that. And He is the one that sets the standard for that. So on my job, I, I don't want to look at just what is good enough from uh, their perspective, those that, that I answer to in my job. But really, what does God expect me from that? or expect of me in that? In my in my marriage, what does God expect of me in the way that I treat my wife, in the way that I relate to others? What does God expect of me in the way that I relate to my neighbors? What does God expect of me in the way that I take care of my house? It is Him that I work for. Colossians one twenty eight is another verse that really... Talks about what is most important to God. Then says we proclaim Him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. So I belong to Christ. I work for God. And the primary work is laboring to help people become complete in Christ. My my life, first and foremost, then before God is about people and being used by the Lord to make a difference in people's lives. If people are walking with God because of me, then my life has been successful. If they're not, it has been a failure. The measure of my success is our people. Walking with God because of my relationship to them. And then 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 11 is a lengthy passage. I want to read it and then a brief comment. You know, brothers, that our visit to you is not a failure. This is his measure of success. We had previously suffered and been insulted in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of our God, we dare to tell you the gospel of God in spite of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as men approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please men, but God who tests our hearts. You know, we never use flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from men, not from you or anyone else. As apostles of Christ, we could have been a burden to you, but we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her little children. We loved you so much that that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become very dear to us. Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his children. And that really captures all of those other verses. I am to give my life to people. Helping people know Christ and learning to walk in Him. And what that means is investing in people's lives. Pouring my life into theirs. So with that in mind, what I would like to see God do with me in the next few years, Lord willing. One is to help others make living for Christ a priority in their life. Two, I'm really aware that um, the next generation is going to carry that on. So, I want God to use me to pass on the baton. So, I really want to focus in the next next few years on growing the next generation of leaders within the church and His kingdom. And then two other things that have to do with my own gifting. I want to help men and women grasp and live what the Bible teaches about family because that's the key to the next generation. And then help churches provide ministries of counseling that are biblically based. In a word, God owns me. And uh, His his ways really are best. And I have been blessed tremendously over the years as as I have done things uh, His way. And I've suffered when I have it. I'm really grateful for the things that God has used to um, keep bringing me back on track and living for uh, the things that are important to Him. And thanks for letting me share that with you. Let me me pray. Uh, Father, I am very, very grateful for the the things and the people and circumstances and experiences that you have used and particularly your word to show me who you are and what you have for me. It's really not about me. It, It is a privilege to be called to participate with you in what you're doing in, in the world. And to, to be used by you and gifted by you. Uh, to to help people come to know you and, and learn what it means to have a relationship with you and walk with you. Um, Father, I just pray that, that you would really help us to to trust You, to know that You are faithful, and that when we, when we give our lives to those things that that are important to You,
1: not only will You not
0: rip us off, but there is tremendous blessing in that. And I thank You for that. I love You and praise You in Jesus' name. Amen.